Welcome to the Fangirl Report, your weekly dose of theories, rants, and discussion about all things fandom. I'm your host, Katherine Mora. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Fangirl Report. If you haven't done so already, please don't hesitate to subscribe so that you never miss an episode of the podcast. I just want to thank everybody for tuning in last week and for the reviews and ratings that you leave. Um, They're all very much appreciated. I read all of them and it never fails to bring a smile to my face. So thank you for that. Like I told you in the previous episode, this episode is going to be about why S.H.I.E.L.D. can't really be considered as one of the good guys in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, I know this might ruffle some feathers, especially if you are a fan of the show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, Full disclosure, I stopped watching that about halfway through season three. So anything that happens afterward doesn't really apply. And I'm not really going to be covering that show just because it didn't tie in so much to the movies, you know, after basically after season one, when they did the Hydra reveal, it wasn't really so close to the movies um kevin feige kind of always kept agents of shield as a project just at arm's length he didn't really want it to be tied in and there's actually several reasons for that between um the marvel films and the marvel tv show there is some bad blood between those departments as i understand but we're not going to get into that um so it's just really going to be focusing on shield in the movies And we're going to be focusing on three movies in particular, Iron Man 2, The Avengers, and Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Now, if you follow me on TikTok, you know that I am 100% Team Iron Man. Tony Stark is my favorite character. So the events in Iron Man 2 is probably what irks me the most about S.H.I.E.L.D. and for that reason. But so... In Iron Man 2, Tony Stark, you know, he's sick, he's dying from palladium poisoning. And then we find out later on that S.H.I.E.L.D. knew Tony was sick. Um, Natasha, basically, when she reveals herself as a spy, says to him, when we found out you were ill, Director Fury assigned me to you. So S.H.I.E.L.D. knew Tony was sick, but they waited till like the last possible moment to offer him any assistance, any help any information that they, you know, eventually do give to him, but they wait so long. Like, from the point that Natasha is working for Tony as Natalie Rushman, you know, why why did they wait so long? Like, what was the purpose in that? And in my perspective, they don't reveal themselves or offer any help to Tony until he's desperate, until basically he's pushed everyone away, he's at his lowest, you know, he's basically hung over eating donuts in a huge, inside a huge donut, and that's when S.H.I.E.L.D. is basically, hey, you know, we have something that might actually help you not die. So that in of itself just really bothers me, it irritates me, but then on top of that, not only do they wait to offer Tony any help, S.H.I.E.L.D. also uses that moment in his life where he's dying and who knows if the palladium poisoning was actually messing with his head or anything, but they wait until that point to do an evaluation on him on whether or not he should be an Avenger. How could he be fairly evaluated while he's dying 
while he's sick, like, it doesn't make sense. Not to mention the whole setup that S.H.I.E.L.D. has when Tony meets with Fury toward the end of the movie, where there's two files side by side, and Tony's just kind of sitting there alone, it's clear that he's been waiting, and when he reaches for the Avengers file, uh, Fury basically tells him, oh, I don't want you to look at that, that doesn't apply to you anymore. Um, it's clearly, you know, they're trying to bait him, they're trying to dangle the carrot in front of him, and then they turn around and say, you know, we don't want you as an Avenger, we just want you as a consultant. It's just another manipulation tactic, and I get it, they're a shadow government agency, but it's, you can't deny that it's still very shady. And kind of jumping over to the Avengers now, the file that Natasha wrote on Tony is his S.H.I.E.L.D. file, essentially. And that's likely the file that Steve saw, you know, before the Battle of New York, before they're on the helicarrier. When he and Tony are kind of, you know, they're butting heads when everybody's arguing um, before Hawkeye and the other brainwashed S.H.I.E.L.D. agents attack the, the helicarrier, S.H.I.E.L.D. says, I've seen the footage, I saw the file, and you know just right off the bat that that file, which is kind of misinformed, gave Steve a negative preconception about Tony. And that right there just undermined any potential healthy partnership that those two could have had and therefore undermined the Avengers themselves. But moving on from S.H.I.E.L.D.'s treatment of Tony, their slights of Tony, you know, maybe you don't fully agree, Tony's not your favorite or whatever. Moving on from that, in the Avengers, Nick Fury lies to the team repeatedly. He lies to them about Phase 2 and the weapons program that he... Like, that's his motivation for getting the Tesseract back. It's not about clean energy for the world. It's that he wants to make weapons, and he lies to everybody about it. He also lies to everyone about the circumstances of Coulson's death, and Maria Hill calls him out on it. He claims that, you know, it was to motivate them to give them a push, which Coulson kind of implied that they needed... But it just goes to show that he, like, he dipped the Captain America cards in blood and threw them at Steve. Like, it goes to show just how far he's willing to go to lie. And if that's who's in charge of the Avengers, like, that's, you you can't trust an agency whose leader, his default is just to lie all the time. And that's nothing against Nick Fury. I get it. He's a spy. But if you're trusting a team to protect the world, you need to trust them with the truth as well. Furthermore, Fury goes as far as to suggest that Thor should interrogate and maybe even torture Loki. He goes to Thor saying, can you make Loki tell us where the Tesseract is? And then he goes on to say, because Thor tells him, you know, Loki's not going to talk. Then Nick Fury turns around and says, a lot of guys think that until the pain starts. Fury knows that Thor is the only person on that helicarrier who could possibly inflict pain on Loki. And Thor calls Fury out on that. He He's not happy with the implications of, like, you know, torturing Loki. Um, Thor says, you know, he's a prisoner. He understands that it's, it's not okay, but Fury just kind of brushes it off. You know, it's not visited after that, but the, the suggestion was still made. Then later on, Loki tells Natasha, you lie and kill in the service of liars and killers. If Avengers-era Loki 
can tell if S.H.I.E.L.D. is messed up, well, that should tell you something. But moving on to like the biggest piece of evidence that we have, we're going to jump to phase two of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Captain America the Winter Soldier, and HYDRA. HYDRA was able to not only hide in plain sight, but direct S.H.I.E.L.D. to create and launch Project Insight. And how? How were they able to do that? It's because HYDRA's goals in some ways aligned with S.H.I.E.L.D.'s. Their motivations were different. But the only way HYDRA could have guided what was S.H.I.E.L.D. to the direction HYDRA wanted it to go is because S.H.I.E.L.D. wanted to accomplish similar things to HYDRA. S.H.I.E.L.D. couldn't really be manipulated. I mean, it was manipulated, but if S.H.I.E.L.D. wanted to protect people without killing them, Hydro could not convince them to, you know, make a murder, a murder ship, because that's what the helicarriers were, murder ships, essentially. And the fact that they were able to actually make that happen, Hydra made Project Insight happen, was only because S.H.I.E.L.D. was okay with the consequences of having such a ship and using it. Hydra was able to survive in the shadows for as long as they did without being discovered because when it comes down to it, Hydra agents and S.H.I.E.L.D. agents were essentially the same. And I know there's moral differences, but you can't deny that they're willing to do similar things even even if it's for different reasons. When Nick Fury shows Steve project insight for the first time he tells them we're gonna eliminate a lot of threats before they even happen basically shoot first ask questions later shield wanted the ability to take out anyone they considered a threat which is exactly what hydra's goals for the hail carriers were they wanted to take out anyone that they considered a threat again different motivations well actually in this case it's similar motivations just different outcomes So it just goes to show like Hydra and S.H.I.E.L.D. were just so similar, it was no wonder that they were so intertwined with each other. They were essentially the same thing. And if that doesn't convince you S.H.I.E.L.D. wasn't one of the good guys, I don't know what will. And that is all that I have for you today. Please don't hesitate to follow, subscribe to the podcast, to leave a rating or review. If you want more fun Marvel and other fandom content, please don't hesitate to follow me on TikTok at Miss Catherine Mora. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's the same username, Miss Catherine Mora. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you. Bye, guys.